0: So, unstable element. This has a spoil
1: timer on it. Yes. And oddly it, enough, it spoils in the element, I think. Right? Yes,
2: yeah, it spoils. As soon as it um, spoils, it becomes normal element. Uh, same with the element, unstable element shards. I think element shards spoil within, I'd want to say, 10 seconds, and then mm-hmm. they become element shards, and then unstable element is a minute.
0: Is there any advantage to using unstable element compared to.
2: Regular uh, No, I think uh, unstable element is just their way of making sure that you're not, like, mass-producing element in, like, a speedy amount of time. Okay. Um, I think it's because it's, like, with it's like, I think one of the things that many people were really annoyed about aberration when making element is that it's so much effort for so little gain. hmm And it's like, yeah, I... Went through all this trouble getting red crystals, blue crystals, yada yada, concealed gas balls and everything else. And i am only got three element. And now I can't use this charge station for like 15, 20 minutes. Yeah, there's that cool down,
0: cool down timer as well. So unless yeah. you've got an entire map to yourself, it'll take you a while to
2: farm up element. Mm, I mean, in fact as well, they, they give you options for making... The element dust, like, you can either use element dust to make unstable element, mm. or you can use, um, I think you can actually convert elements that you get from the element veins into crafted element dust, and vice versa. Okay. Like, but I, I, because as I think, I know that the enforcers and the scouts, they both use element dust and element as food, quote-unquote. Yeah, it's like fuel. Yeah, mm-hmm. so you kind of need element dust just to power them, and uh, I know the Enforcer, they use up a lot, the the Scout uses a lot, a lot of element dust, while the Enforcers kind of hit and miss, depends on how often you use it, um, which I also should point out as well, uh, Enforcers do four times as much damage on corrupted creatures, so if you're defending an Orbital Drop, take a couple of Enforcers with you, and you'll uh, do like four times as much damage.
0: So also helps have enforces to defend your base when you're not around.
2: Yeah, um, because if you just have, I, I don't know if you can have a scout on Wanda, but I, th- I think a scout is only a remote drone. So I'd, I think you, uh, if you have like an enforcer wandering around your base, it will protect it protect it quite well against corrupted dinos,
3: especially with that new leash thing.
2: Yes, that's basically the leash is essentially S plus's uh, hitching post to me. At least it just stops it, them. Food. It
3: works so much better than the hitching post because you literally can set them to be on wander aggressive, and they'll just stop yeah. at the at the uh, at the red circle and mm-hmm. then turn around and wander back. All
0: right, so that just leads us right into the uh, weapons, weapons armors, and tools. Now,
3: <laughs> so yeah,
0: we have a dino leash finally in the game. Well, this has been asked for for a long time. Mm-hmm.
1: This amazed me that they actually did it and i think yeah. the way they did it was really clever because when they were first talking about it i remember thinking that man managing the the strings all over the place is going to be like a graphical nightmare yeah
3: it's just a range. they just added a range modifier code to the uh, to the uh, to the ai behavior mm-hmm. it was yeah. easy
1: the thing is well
2: i'm kind of wondering about dino leash in pvp is how much damage does it to destroy one of these things
3: they appear to be very fragile
2: yeah, so and but also you could does... put it in the centre of your base yeah. and
3: set the range to maximum, so
2: mm-hmm. or um, like if like me just build a hut around it because I I'm yeah. pretty sure and like like build a metal hut. It's kinda of like basically a tower at that point. You could have uh, a Volanosaur tower, turret tower, with a dino lesion center. <laughs> and just like have all these machine gun dino's just gun anything it comes into range
0: yep so it's finally great to have some kind of uh, electronic fence system in this game
1: for the for mm-hmm. games
0: and then of course there's the cryopod you guys were talking about earlier
1: which is the pokeball yeah. I think it's, it's the biggest game changer honestly yep. oh, what, yeah. what really is about... amazing
3: about this is two things one it's the fact that it's they, a brilliant they're,
1: solution is what the, it is.
3: They're, they're, they're saddled and as far as I can tell they can still their their inventory doesn't disappear, does it?
1: Yeah, no, the um, inventory will disappear. Yeah. It okay, know, the inventory I mean, disappears
3: still. I mean, the fact that they still say they stay saddled.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm not even talking about how cool it is as an object. I just mean how clever it is from a gameplay perspective mm-hmm. because oh, yeah. it solves well, no. a couple of major
3: problems well, uh, maybe, with Ark in general. Did... It, yeah, I wish they, uh, the, uh, another thing that if they ever implement some stuff from S+, like they've said, one of the things they need to is, because of this code, the S+, guy was able to develop a thing that lets you store your dinosaurs, and they produce eggs from this machine. That even- so you put one female and a, a couple of females and a male in there, and you'll get unfertilized eggs. You can move your egg farm to a bin in the corner.
1: Mm-hmm. The lag on one of our home servers is amazingly better now. Amazingly. Yeah. Yeah, because all these dinos that we've just had sitting around, if we're not using them, we can just cryopod them up. Now you got to be organized, or you'll never find them again. But um, yeah, just they're not too uh, expensive. They're easy to operate. If you got a tech gen going, it's not a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, and just... it's really a, a high risk, high reward. Exactly. That's the other brilliant thing about it. In fact, just uh, this morning, you guys had an incident with those things, right? Mm-hmm. So you cryopod, your mm-hmm. pokeballs, what we, everyone calls them, right? So you pokeball your dino and you go into battle with it, you throw the ball down, you say, I choose you, and <laughs> uh, you fight it, but and if you try to retreat and you re that that dino, you can do the one thing I always wish this game had, which is you can steal a dino. Yes, mm-hmm.
0: and that's what we did this morning against some raiders. We <laughs> uh, stole their Pariser, and uh, once we popped out of the, the cryopod, it had, I believe they said it had better health than what we currently have, and it wasn't neutered, so we're going to have no, a boys. better bloodline. No. Yeah. The so, other
2: thing, the other thing I should mention as well about the cryo fridge to store these cryopods, mm-hmm. something I found out really helpful, uh, you don't just have to have a tech generator to power it. It can be powered with a wind turbine or an electrical generator. Did not I know that. Ooh, That's cool. Nice. As long as you have an electrical outlet nearby to it, it will be powered by either of these two. Nice. Yes, your it,
3: Pokeball nest. They do look a little
1: Jurassic <laughs> Parkish to me, though. Mm-hmm. That's not a bad thing. It's just
2: Nah. Yeah, Um, I think as well, also in terms of like uh, items, the taxidermy tool, it's uh, like, (laughs) finally I can make a trophy of either every dino I've killed or every person I've killed.
1: Sean, tell me you taxidermied the raiders. No, we didn't. Oh, that would have been good. (laughs) But my just, only we need issue... a Hall of Raiders or something Yeah, like that.
2: my only issue is that I just wish you could actually either select a body part of the raider, so I can either have their head or their body rather than just have, like, a whole body.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty sure players would be going for the head but not the one you're talking about. <laughs> hey,
3: so
1: let, one quick go-back on, on the Pokeball thing, though, because I think it's something I really wanted to mention. Um, mm-hmm. just, just in day-to-day grinding on Ark, I think the Pokeballs are amazing because if yeah. you want to, like, I don't know farm some berries, right? You Pokeball your Brano, fly to where you want to do your farming, throw your Brano down, Pokeball your bird, and go to town. Mm-hmm. But like the transport logistics are just a lot different now. And then it's balanced with that cryo sickness mechanic, which is yeah. Big. Because the first thing you think
3: of when you see Pokeballs is like, oh, I'm going to throw a thousand of these outside my enemy's base. And then you can't really do that. <laughs> what is that debuff? I, I've never really so, paid much attention to it. I just use it, these things to transport tames so far, personally. If you pop a Dino, Right, you you start to get that
1: timer counting down. You you have the. I thought the crowd sickness was on the dino. It technically it's on you because if you pop a second dino, they come out with the the debuff where they're asleep. Yeah, and, and you effectively have to wait for them to wake torpor. up. Ouch. So if you if you plop down like a hundred rexes, you're gonna have ninety nine sleeping rexes.
2: All with maxed torpor. Ouch! I think tamed is like what five six thousand. So it's a good balance. Mm. hmm um, so far I haven't found any, uh, ways to counter that. Um, but as far as I know, you can technically still save your dino as well from a untimely demise if you somehow manage to cryopod it, call it back into its pod before it dies. Um, uh, I don't think... Oh yeah, there is one other item, which is the Tech Gravity Grenade. Mm-hmm. Which is... Uh, it's kind of a really weak weapon, in my opinion. It, um, it, I mean, it might serve some use against someone who's like really, really fast, but. It's like for
1: lulls. I have not seen it used effectively. Yeah.
2: I mean, a friend of mine decided, yeah, I'm just gonna toss his gravity grenade into our dodo pen and see what happens. <laughs> and next thing I know, I just see like a dozen dodos fly out of a bloody chicken coop. <laughs> oh that's fantastic
0: so uh, we already talked about the scout we talked about all the attachments for the mech armor
1: structures did we talk about structures so
0: the the running joke on this podcast has always been (laughs) about dynamic length bridges and I've been told that that's no longer a valid joke anymore
1: we have um, (laughs) them it only took like two or three years
3: I do not let them, they don't count as far as I'm concerned (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
0: <laughs> so this is the the tech bridge. Yep. And, and it's, it's it's a light bridge basically. It's a solution
1: I'm willing to accept. It's not the this the the swinging wood bridge I was expecting when they brought out the tree biome, but I I kind of yeah. like this. It's cool. Yeah. It, it's, it's cool cuz it's got really long range. It you can ramp it and you can turn it off.
2: Yeah. And it's already been nerfed uh, because apparently people found ways of uh, apparently why well, I say nerfed, it's kind of because people were able to block tech bridges by building vaults again and basically using vaults as walls to, because people were using a tech bridge to get into bases, like they uh, bridge up over someone's wall and then mm-hmm. they can just run up and jump over the wall. Ah, oh, of course, of course. Or they like, if there's a second level of a base, they just go up onto the top of the base. But I think they kind. I I haven't tested it out since, but I think they changed it now, where it won't. You can only go so f- close to an enemy base with this on, mm-hmm. before it uh, classes you're building too close
1: to an enemy structure. I just like that you can have a proper drawbridge now. Yeah. yeah.
3: <laughs> you know, it, it's a you know tech drawbridge, which means it's made of you know space magic, but you know it's yeah. a drawbridge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> But you know what? I'll take what I can get.
2: Uh, you no, know, I don't think it actually needs a tech generator either. It I does think... not.
1: It doesn't need power as far as I know.
2: Yeah, you can just like set it down and just click where you want to go and it goes off. So I can
0: build my base out of uh, stone and then I suddenly have a tech bridge. Over Pretty there. much,
3: yeah. <laughs> I think they got the idea from some of the tech stuff that got added into uh, S Plus that didn't require anything particular.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Like tech included. elevator
3: and whatnot. Which is a shame they didn't add that.
0: I was going to say, speaking of Structures Plus, we still have yet to see any integration.
2: Yeah, that's true. I mean, I I could probably see that since Extinction's been released, they'll probably start working on, like, the mods they said they'd add and the TLC Mm -hmm. and the Polish before they'll eventually work on, well, uh, see if they'll actually do a sequel.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. I think that pretty much covers all the dinos, items, structures. It wasn't really too much. Um, city Terminal, which charges batteries. Mm hmm. Allows you to transfer out all that jazz. Overall, though, I don't think it had as many items and structures added to it as uh, previous DLC maps.
2: No. I will admit, they do, like, Extinction certainly did add quite a few new trophies and tribute items mm-hmm. as well. Um, like,. And Which, by the way, doing the Titan Tributes, I think some of them require like a hundred Corrupt Hearts, a hundred Giga Hearts. Which shouldn't be too hard on the Corrupted gigas since their health pools are much lower than traditional Giggers.
1: I'm personally okay with the lack of new items because I think the, the two things that they added were significant enough to make up for it, which are the Leashes and the Pokeballs. Oh, I, I, I didn't include the bridges in that one yet because we don't, frankly, use them yet. But I think yeah. it will be cool when we get to using them.
2: Um, there's also two things I will touch on. The corrupt nodules you'll get from corrupt dinos can be used as a substitute for organic polymer. Yeah, that's how uh, we poly farm corrupt. Mm-hmm. And saddles. I think the gatcha saddle. <laughs> it's like who would have thought? Like, let let me just ride under its neck and let it. Eat all it, watch what, eat it, everything, including poop. It's a bizarre-looking saddle. Yeah. Ouch. Um, <laughs> I know the the Managama saddle lets you, is a two-seater saddle, I think, mm-hmm. which lets you shoot, but it doesn't Still, let you shoot behind you. It You're also like,
1: suffers from the same thing that all double saddles suffer from, is that your passenger is going to die as soon as you go into any kind of battle.
2: Yeah, and also he's probably going to be uh, vomiting from motion sickness.
0: Yummy right, Uh, so let's stop here We're going to take a quick look at the patch notes Current version 287.103 server side Only and it was a fix for a saddle dupe method There's still that? We had a theory
1: on that Oh yeah? Just a theory, but our theory was that It had to do with cryoballing a dino And taking the saddle off as it was being cryoballed Ah, mm-hmm. just a theory. Okay. Uh, but that's the current
0: patch version. There was a major patch, I think, two weeks ago, I assume. But that was two weeks ago. We're trying to stay relevant and up to date as much as possible. So it is now time for us to excavate our way through the myriad of layers of lore as we travel down Ark Avenue. Now, before we continue on with this segment, this is a giant spoiler warning. We will be talking about all the lore and the ending of Extinction. So if you don't want to listen to that or have it ruined, click on the timestamps provided in the video description of my YouTube channel where this is posted, or go there to see the timestamps so you can skip ahead to the end of this episode if you're listening to us via Spotify, iTunes, Podbean, or another service. I will either include a link to the YouTube version so you can find the tam- timestamp yourself or include it in the episode description going on guys you, <laughs> you have been warned so skip ahead now if you mm. don't want extinction to be ruined for you and you can listen to our conclusions about
3: extinction so lore okay first of all uh, uh, homo deus are digital people yeah just like um, I was, i've been saying pretty much since go.
2: and it's like the like what you said earlier with the homo deus skin it's like, uh, I was. I honestly was expecting a little bit more, but I'm not surprised and I think it looks amazing.
3: It reminds me of the human, uh, of human uh, hologram in one of the boss areas. That's exactly what I
0: was going to yeah. say,
2: it reminds me of,
0: it's like a translucent version of Cortana.
1: I, I just
3: <laughs> wish it, it glowed. It doesn't glow.
1: It should, like, glow pink or mm-hmm.
2: something. Yeah, yeah. and I, I don't know if you can color it as well, so I don't know if you can, like, change its color or if it's just a, a static color palette.
0: I mean, it's kind of cool, but yeah. And then yeah. Um, there was a post on Reddit with a couple screenshots because, for what I gather in Extinction, if you're wearing the tech helmet, you'll see some messages being shown and it'll translate them.
1: Yeah, it was a mm. little touch.
2: Yeah. yeah, I didn't see that one.
0: So he posted four screenshots. The first one said, uh, manual override initiated, hostile forces inbound. Second one read, hostile forces are inbound. Then the next. Eric Prime have gotten silent. Launch was not confirmed. All Gamma level personnel proceed to your nearest shelter. So I guess this was some kind of early warning detection system for Homo Deus or the occupants mm. of the city at the time. Well, yeah, it was
1: a good if, quality if... control test. We should try looking at one of those signs with an owl.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh, well, I'm actually going to be near one in a moment.
2: Well, yeah, the um, I'm pretty sure it's like... For this futuristic city, they probably had some... The humanity back then was probably... Because the way I see it, Homo Deus is... The way I see how Ark is storied and structured is that they knew it was some kind of war that was happening between mm-hmm. uh
3: santiago was a weapons designer for the federation i don't remember the name of the an- enemy force U- but
2: ugsc or something yeah. like that he
3: basically makes it very clear that he was basically given control of just, not just making weapons out of element he, he mentioned strategic weapons so yeah. like element based nukes and stuff mm-hmm. this basically wherever whatever element was and it's not explicitly stated, Santiago's lore notes basically dance around saying it, that it's from somewhere else. It, yeah. They found it, and it grows. It's some kind of—it might be some kind of quasi-organic crystal yeah. or a crystal that acts like an organic. But once it starts to interact with a biosphere, it starts to change things, and it changes mm. them in a fairly stable way. Not yeah. a healthy way, but a stable way.
2: Yeah, and I think— I'll the way I picture it is that this war happened. Some point in the war this ele- these element titans started to appear. And... I'm not
3: so sure about that actually. I think they probably came about after uh something else because the sanctuary is very much um sort of hinted at being the last human city. This yeah. is where humanity went extinct. Yeah. And uh Homodeus was part of the abil- was part of attempting to stop it. Attempting to mm. save the human race. They uploaded a few people to basically manage bringing the world back to life.
2: Yeah. And like, the arcs were... The arcs stations themselves were lifeboats of humanity. Well, uphold- that's what humanity as holding...
3: Earth. The, all the plant life, all the animal life. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason they went with the older creatures was they were basically trying to make the a, a, a biosphere that was diverse enough to fight back against minor element corruption, but first they had to figure out how to fix the element corruption on the planet, and the theory was to let the planet die.
2: Yeah, and, and then, then, bring then it back start over.
3: But the Titans appeared and stopped that from happening.
2: Mm. Which is why Helena, at the when you see Helena as Helena, is that she apparently defeated one of the titans because there was more than four by the time helena arrived but
3: she was among uh, the 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 one of the prevailing theories is that she is the one who awaits
1: yeah it's
3: not a bad theory but there's nothing to actually because we don't have any explanation for why some of the humans that have been spawned are from ancient periods of time and why uh the only group that came out from the same time period some of who at least were aware of each other's existence were mm. all from the war, so presumably that—I mean—that was probably within a few. Uh, the war, the warriors like um, Diana were probably among one of the last generations to live on Earth.
2: Maybe yeah, I mean the but other thing. The other the... thing I was thinking of as well was the fact that um, the Ark stations themselves—maybe they got a tiny bit of element corruption in them—to the point where they the AI on these stations was corrupted enough to where it like it altered its original programming something I
3: actually don't think so I think it was more um the pro- I think it's more the problem of transhumanism the the AI the people became AIs they stopped being people and they stopped actively caring about their job they let uh the one who waits specifically says they left their uh, their duty to AI pro- programs and manager program bots basically and I sort of wandered off. That's why the yeah. one who waits was able to do everything it did. Now, the reason I'm not sure that's Helena, despite the fact that we have these humans from ancient times, we have nothing to actually say that they somehow unlock the ability to ignore temporal causality. Mm. She would have had to go back in time to do what she does. Because she specifically references how long it took her to figure out how to cram a human soul into a body more than once. Mm. A.K.A., lampshading our resurrection which by the way worst explanation ever is <laughs> to crash the freaking system that's what the whole point of us coming back to life is it's just because no matter how pathetic you are no matter what you could die to a dodo on the beach but at the very least after a few thousand deaths you will put a significant drain on the system's resources <laughs> you don't have to be Jeez, impressive you, you can suck and you will still win
2: uh, God. of course if
3: you crash the arcs to earth before you deal with the titans it's not going to work. Yeah. And humanity goes extinct.
2: Yep. Which is why the whole goal is to try and kill the King Titan. Because, as far as I know, it, the theories I've heard so far is that the King Titan is the mastermind, the hive mind, central, the central hive mind for all the corrupted creatures on the planet. Which, eh, I'm, I'm kind of skeptical about, but then again, it's like if, vis a last four titans on earth and technically you only have to kill one of them Why I, not?
3: I honestly walked away unsure if it was the last one on earth or if this is i mean part of it makes it seem like this is the this plateau outside of that shield you can't even live on earth yeah there's not even corrupted dinosaurs out there because there's nothing of a livable biosphere. So the last Titan is here. Or this might have been one of the last cities on Earth, one of the sanctuaries, and mm. all of the remaining sanctuaries have to be cleansed for the restart to happen. Yeah,
2: because after, like, this is what happens after the after you defeat the King Titan, one of the arcs comes down on Sanctuary and basically destroys it.
3: Well, go it, figure. It's, I mean, yeah. it, it's a 20-kilometer space station sort of crashing gently. But my yeah. these those, those those stations are definitely element powered. So there's a giant yeah. plot hole right there.
2: Yeah, it's like you're trying to get rid of element but you're also using element to save Earth I think it's from a matter of
3: uh, Santiago's con- uh m- mentioning of um element point uh radiation. It, there's mm. a there's the amount like it's it's like with nuclear weapons versus nuclear power. I mean, if you're using nuclear power the amount of radiation being generated is in a very safe way. Mm-hmm. If you detonate a nuke, how a nuclear bomb in the upper atmosphere, however, you can you know, or drop radioactive fallout over a few hundred square miles. Yeah. So it 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 doesn't it's not as bad as it thinks, but because element is so ill-defined in exactly what it is, we don't really mm. can't really say. But element's definitely I mean one way or the other, it's still part of everything.
2: Yeah. I mean, I, personally, my, I still uphold my theory that element was part of some kind of living organism, and that humanity just found a part of it when it struck Earth. Space germs! Basically, yeah. It's like, (laughs) it it could, it could be like, it, it doesn't even have to be like an actual living organism, it could have been some ancient alien weapon like nanotech or something, which was far beyond our, conception. It, it
3: definitely does seem strange for it just to be some kind of alien crystal that felt, uh, you know, extra solar system crystal yeah. that somehow managed to do all of this stuff. It seems more like some kind of or silicate-based uh, life form than... Yeah, um, something th- like that than, because
2: when it, like, entered the atmosphere and, like, it hardened and it became this resource that humanity could use but they started using it too much and then well, they realized... they made realized, bombs out of it, you know? Yeah. Well, and then... Element fuel, element ore, and everything else, because when I think of ore, I think of, like, dead plants, dead animals, and dead organisms, and things like that. and I think rocks. Yeah, but at the same time, it's like coal as well. Coal is largely just dead plants and animals from way beyond, isn't it? So, why isn't that the same for ore? And, like, the element ore is used to power a lot of things, so some kind of alien
3: coal well i mean definitely the way that the uh the the element spires and stuff grow off in the distance of the map it is definitely a multi-stage organism if it is an organism because you've got the element ore crystals and stuff that you encountered on Mm -hmm. aberration that are just which i think what you saw in aberration is the stable version of element that's pretty safe run amok sort Pretty of much. a sort of an industrial disaster whereas earth is the result of rampant uh well uh ecological contamination similar mm. to like the whole you know power uh, nuclear power versus uh bomb fallout thing i mentioned yeah but the the fact is the digital ascension the fact that uh i i, I wish that that we could find that uh cave that allowed someone to ascend but because it'd be interesting to just go explore that because I'm sure they drop all kinds of easter eggs and hints about it in yeah. there. But the city, the way that uh, every you could see the technology, you can definitely it's the first time where I look at the where I where I look at the city and I look at the uh, the tech stuff and I can actually see the des- you know the the design evolution because that was one of my big complaints of jumping from metal to tech back in the old day was there's very little in common here these are fundamentally different structures but this city is definitely built with sort of a an in-between of the two of them mm. one particular reddit user gojengo5 uh
0: says he's disappointed uh just dis- kind of disappointed in the direction wildcard took extinction story and he writes So, I posted here before about how the lore and story of Ark is one of my favorite aspects of the game. It's super original, a really fresh take on the, frankly, stale post-apocalyptic sci-fi genre. I loved puzzling out just who built the arcs and why, and I appreciated that our perspective on the story is always limited. That is, there's a lot of the story that doesn't tell us, and we have to fill in the gaps ourselves. But Extinction reverses that big time. It tells us way too much, and what it tells us is a whole bunch of lazily written nonsense. Like... Element is apparently just liquid story cement used to plug plot holes. It's inherently, yes, it <laughs> <chaotic>. <laughs> it's inherently chaotic evil, except when it isn't because reasons. Element spawns giant kaiju to act for it because reasons. Helena is the one who waits and she fights Element, except that the one who waits chose Helena to help them fight Element before Helena became the one who waits to help fight Element, and she, they could pull off this time paradox because reasons. The Helena who waits also was able to resurrect Diana by way of reasons. The arcs were launched to escape element, but also the maid of element and also they can purge element. But now they can't do it because you guessed it reasons. A single big boy kaiju is enough to stop a global network of Ireland sized hyper advanced space stations powered by gods from doing its job, I guess. Sorry to rant. It's just disappointing to see yet another great series undone by its own finale. And hell, maybe I'm ranting for nothing. Maybe I'm dead wrong and Extinction story is actually genius. Does anyone have any insights I've overlooked? Would love to hear what other people think. Well, I definitely think he's wrong, but below. not about
3: it be, uh, but not about the storyline being simple. Mm-hmm. I from scorched earth on, I did not have any expectation of a very original storyline.
1: Mm. Yeah, I think it's um, safe to say
3: that they came up with a story after they came up with what they wanted in the game. Oh well uh, without a doubt. I mean the fact is um, and this is one reason I say I'm not 100% certain. in fact I'm I am really leaning towards the one who waits not being Helena at all. Yeah. I think Helena might have taken his place though um mm-hmm. because he specifically uh, the one who waits specifically reference like i say he but there's no real gender sign, uh signifiers it really wouldn't matter since it, it's a disembodied computer intelligence based on a human gender um, fluid i don't think gender applies to amorphous digital <laughs> creatures <laughs> um the the point is it specifically referenced it being one of the youngest of them not the newest one of the youngest mm. as in he was just one of the last of the batch Mm -hmm. which okay yeah that could make sense especially the the first ones got uploaded while sanctuary was still a full you know the full plateau was covered in sanctuary before most of it fell and he was one of the last to go in and that's what why he decided you know what our original plan was horrible it's not going to work and then he saw and he saw the corruption of his fellows up there and why they uh, what they were doing was going to screw everything up and he decides no, i got to force the system to to do what it's supposed to do. Because apparently it spent, was supposed to have done all this a long time ago, and it just couldn't. And the others are, aren't bothering to fix the problem. Because, you know, that's, that's what happens when you, put, when you turn a person into a computer. You just have a soulless AI.
0: So, um, so one person made a comment regarding the, the AI system, saying that uh, Helena is just the latest operating system. Everybody else... You know, there were those before, but they were older operating systems that are no longer supported. Mm-hmm. So when the new one comes in, pretty much takes over everything until a newer one comes in.
3: That's kind of what I think happened. Is the the last of the Watchers on the Wall, the last one of the original operating systems who hadn't handed his job over to an AI, mm-hmm. basically waited for hel- uh, for a human to make it uh, to actually ascend. Once a human ascended. He went, okay, now I'm gonna head o- over there and they're gonna when they realize I'm there, they're not gonna be curious about what's going on here anymore at all. And you'll be mm-hmm. able to do this. Now, it's gonna be simple because all you gotta do is let the humans keep dying. Here's how you put their soul back in their body. Right. I know, yeah. <laughs> it's kinda crazy, isn't it? I figured out how to do it. Aren't I great?
0: Well, this of course, is why yeah, I yeah. said I'm
3: not God, even though I am.
0: According to Helena or slash she who waits, all, uh, seems to explain that Diane's resurrection was nothing more than a fluke. That you had to start from scratch to make
3: it happen again. Well, yes, but proving it could happen as a fluke was... Mm. And that's how science actually usually works with really <laughs> big breakthroughs. You're trying to do something, you're trying to do something, you, 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 and you accidentally accomplish it through no intensi- uh, in- intentional manner, and then you've got to work back, completely ignoring everything you've already done, because it had nothing to do with how it happened, so you've got to work out how it happened, and then you yep. do it again.
2: It's mm-hmm. kind of like me, trying to figure out how to fix my... <laughs> The computer sometimes it's like how did i just how did i fix this when my, <laughs> i hate
3: when my computer when my computer's doing something weird and then it just stops doing something weird and i don't know why because that means the problem didn't really get fixed yep but sometimes you just got to accept that and move on
2: mm. also <laughs> there's something i do really want to touch on as well the very when you kill the king alpha titan and it, it's basically the same as defeating uh doing the legendary difficulty in halo you mm-hmm. Get a little snippet of the far end of the credits. Does anyone else see that? Ah, uh, we'll save that. We'll save that <laughs> for a little later. We'll save
0: okay. for a little later. I
3: actually haven't seen that. I, I, uh... <laughs> <laughs> I really should. Please woke me up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> mm. So um yeah so the lore has been really interesting for extinction. Um I know one person theorizes that uh whatever weapon Santiago, Santiago made. They seem to produce corrupted element as a byproduct, whereas uh, so tech element seems to be fine until it's touched by a living creature. That's where the yeah. corruption and changes happens. So that's why I guess the titans were able to uh, stutter or stifle the the purpose of the arcs from coming finally coming down to earth because the titans are there on earth mucking things up.
2: Yeah, I mean I'm also I'm kind of just curious as well. How does one actually get infected by the element? Do we like, just have to touch it? Do we like, breathe it in as an airborne virus? Is it, I like... I assume touching it would be the, the catalyst. It, I mean, if that was the case, it's, like, how... um What would happen to, be, like, the dinosaurs on aberration? It's, like, if they accidentally touch the uh, poisonous water, they, do they they just kind of, like, die half the time. hmm But it's, like, if there's the strong who managed to survive, it's, like... Do, does the element waters just infuse into their wounds? and Like, it's kind of like a, a cancer or a leprosy or something, like, it just takes over? Mm. I mean, the only other way I could think of, it's like, with uh, King Titan and the Titans themselves, maybe they have some inha- innate ability to spread the uh, poisonous corruption onto other creatures. Yeah. It, because it's like with the King Titan, it can summon um, Gigas to its cause, but before it summons them, it summons these corrupt tumors, which eventually grow into a Giga. Which makes me think that maybe the King Titan or other or other titans like him were able to um, able to spread the corrupted element over to other life forms or something like that. But that's that's just my that's just my thought process on it anyway.
0: Yeah, there's certainly a lot to dissect when it comes to Extinction's uh, lore and the story itself.
3: Well, just watching the first half of the end cutscene, uh, there's definitely more than one sanctuary. Mm-hmm. I-, I saw at least three different uh, shield domes at very long distances in the uh, shot from above the planet.
0: Well, yeah. the the Explorer notes mention at least one other sanctuary. Mm-hmm. I think that was... Uh, Aster
2: Prime? Yeah, some I think so. Uh, no, I do remember the, the, the saying context at least of that, a could few have been, more. Uh, for
3: uh, for uh, the context of that, I wasn't sure if they were referring to another sanctuary or a, or the AI command control uh, nodule somewhere in the outer solar system. Uh,
0: okay. Mm. Which, I by assume... the way, that
3: giant uh, weird thing that I said was out near Jupiter at the end of uh, the fir- uh, at the end of the tech cave cutscene? Mm-hmm. AI control node. <laughs>
0: Pretty much. <laughs> uh, indeed. So you brought it up Yep. That final little <laughs> snippet. Yep. You think that... Well, I guess we should tell them. So, there was the aberration arc landed on Earth, right?
2: Mm. And it's, it's like, you heard... Towards the end, you hear the music, and then it goes mm. on, and you just hear a roar. Yep. I'm
3: watching it right now, actually, so... Uh, <laughs> every, uh, there's a crashed arc. It definitely crashed, like broken.
2: Yeah. The roar... And then close credits. Yep.
3: So, so and the purple it. and the uh and the purple uh obelisk from. Yep. So it's definitely the aberration one.
1: Yep. Those our season pass pay for it?
0: <laughs> so my guess is that this is the setup to arc two. Mm-hmm. And oh. in arc two, we're going to see the aberration arc, you know, continue where where headline thought everything was fine now, all the arcs were coming back to Earth now, because now we've got Rockwell is back. That's what yeah. I think the rule is. You know,
3: was. I gotta admit, I really like that shot from inside one of the other arcs with a bunch of you know, survivors just sitting around, one's on his uh, thing, and then all of a sudden lightning outside of the shield, and <laughs> Corona starts lighting up, and I mean, Howard did, I, it would have been great if they had all just <laughs> themselves right there, because I'm sorry, that is what <laughs> any sane person would do, if all of a sudden your world just lit on fire, because you're yeah. suddenly in re-entry, although that does say that the uh, artificial gravity on the arcs is amazingly strong. Yes. Mm-hmm. There was no G-Force lifting anything up as it fell through the atmosphere. Pretty
0: yeah, much, The yeah. arcs were essentially versions of, futuristic sci-fi versions of Noah's Ark, where they preserved life and would reseed and repopulate the Earth.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, we just had to use, you know, dinosaurs, because, you know, normal <laughs> normal animals wouldn't be able to handle this
0: yeah that was one of the things that they never really explained why dinosaurs of all no
3: opinion. they kind of did actually it's it's because they it's because the original creators didn't they didn't expect the a total clearing of the corruption they expected right. enough so they needed the new biosphere because it's not that these were gonna, these aren't these aren't you know cleansing the earth they're reseeding the earth yeah they're bringing a new biosphere back and needs to be a primeval one that's capable of basically Walking up to the corruption, kicking it in the nuts and then knee in the yeah. jaw.
2: I mean the other yeah. thing as well, I thought as well, is how that they're basically trying to train the new, the new humanity to survive. And what better yeah, well, I mean that's what also why the place animals d- well. don't act like animals. Yeah, just put them, put them in like a primeval state of survival, like the most primitive form of survival you could ever imagine in okay, a prehistoric it's like a
3: simulator. Yeah.
2: <laughs> But no, it's like, with that last ending with Rockwell, because there were some comments that I read of how they, some people managed to decipher, there was like certain sound bites in the file when played back, Mm -hmm. and they said that Rockwell actually says, in that raw, he says, I am
3: free. You know, that might be possible, but then again, people were 100% certain they were ta- uh, that Iron Maiden was talking to the devil. He played their a- album backwards. <laughs> I, yeah. I understand what it sounds like. I've listened to it, too. It's just noise. Go listen to a stellar pulsar signal put through mm. a speaker. It sounds like a radio signal, but it isn't.
2: Yeah, but either way, it's, like, it's either, like Sean said, it's either uh, lead up to arc two, or in my opinion, it's lead up to a second season of DLC. <laughs>
3: Well, to be honest, I mean they, they the, the the I've been looking into this, it, and I've been, for a long time I was thinking they'd have to do Arc Two because you know you, you're uh, the 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 co- the core engine is you know old and whatnot, and actually the version of Unreal they're running on is, is modular, so you mm-hmm. can actually upgrade the engine without changing it. Yeah. So it's entirely possible that they could just do another, like the next DLC Arc Two could be essentially a standalone expansion but yeah. as big as the original game and then there could be season two
2: mm-hmm. i mean that's one thing i do hope as well is that they don't immediately go off to make arc 2 and they actually try to finish the first game yeah because there's like they still haven't added the ascension to scorched earth yet they said like they said that ages ago oh we're gonna add a the ascension to scorched earth so you can actually see how the characters got off Scorched and got into aberration. Because ch- you, we don't even get any of the tech stuff on Scorched.
3: And to be fair, I mean, the, the description of how they left Scorched was wonderfully vague.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it's like... We
3: beat the Manticore and we left. How? <laughs>
2: yeah, it's just... I don't know. But Of course, it, and... why
3: you leave the Rockwell Chamber the way you do is beyond me as well. It's just like, uh, and we teleport. What? Why did this machine you guys built, or more correctly, modified, like I said, I'm pretty sure it's just some kind of cargo transfer, uh, yeah. cargo transfer system that they hijacked into, but why was Rockwell chilling out in the, uh, e-bar- uh, in the embarkation room then? That's weird. <laughs> mm. Why?
0: Maybe he was trying to get off, but he couldn't make it work.
3: Oh, it also, I mean, I don't understand how that creature managed to take the place of the Overseer.
0: Yeah. It's yeah, like, I okay, I mean... <laughs>
3: There, there was no cybernetic interface. I mean maybe the element was acting as the conduit, but I mean, okay, well I guess it is MacGuffinite, so why not?
2: But that's another <laughs> thing as well, is actually is is um with Rockwell being as what he is, is he basically what humanity looks like when they're corrupted by the element? Because well that's the thing,
3: he didn't uh, he didn't ascend. He he is just a corrupted human.
2: Mm-hmm. So yeah,
0: and I he's think not that a normal exactly...
3: human either. I think, I mean, I think he, I think he became something else. I think he basically yeah. got infected by whatever makes a titan.
2: Or maybe, well, I know that in one of the uh, journal entries, he's practically just injects himself with liquid element.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, yeah, I mean,
3: like I said, I, I am honestly of the opinion that what happened to Rockwell was, like you said, there's that hive mind element to the, to the Titan. I think if they made a proxy king up there.
2: Maybe, uh, like, um, Rockwell just, I don't know, maybe Rockwell was manipulated by the, uh, King Titan or something like that. I mean, it could be,
3: or they, I mean, or the King Titan found someone who was egotistical enough to want exactly what it wanted and just made it a god.
2: I will give you God, but first you must become this horrible monstrosity for me. <laughs>
3: you know, i played enough uh, post-apocalyptic games, it, you, it doesn't matter if you get turned into a spawning goo pile, as long as you're godlike. You, egomaniacs mm. are egomaniacs, and they're gonna egomaniac.
2: <laughs> the thing is as well, I mean, going into like the aberration as well, how do the transfer students come in? It's like, where where do they fit in all this? It's like, did the... I, I realized that Aberration was malfunctioning, and maybe its thought process for its selection wasn't
3: well, 100% okay, this is gonna be a little bit weird, but I think that the original humans that were spawning to sort of live on the Ark were all basically, you know, like like they said, the, they knew how to shove a, a, a human soul into a human body one time, and mm. that's what it was. They were just... And how they got them from various time streams is still a bit of a mystery. Uh, it could be that they're entirely artificial personalities for the most part, but the later generation of humans—the ones that keep on coming back—we're not from anywhere. We're just new people. I think yeah. that's what the uh, what the what the one who waited figured out is. Well, I can't keep making clones of dead people, but I can make immortal new people. Hmm.
1: Of course, that means
3: we're all basically meat robots, but then again, uh, from my perspective, we already are. So, this is not a big revelation for me. (laughs) So, it, it, but uh, it's sort of the why was the new random people there? Because random people landed on those arcs. It just so happened that all of them happened to be roughly college age students from somewhere around America and England. And they were all from relatively the same era, so none of them noticed. It wasn't like when, you know, Diana meets um, uh, Mei Lin, and it's like, huh, yeah, this is definitely not um normal.
2: Yeah, but what annoys me, though, is that they had to choose the villain as being this Eng- uh, Victorian Englishman, and it's like, egotistical sort of scientist who's like i'm gonna call element edmundium
3: to be fair <laughs> it's uh it's a very popular trope in old english literature and you can really yeah. see that kind of professor character you know if, if there's not someone right next to him to slap him upside the head and say stop being a douche
2: yeah I i'm mean, not sure people want to do that to rockwell and then you find out you've just got a, an element needle stick in your neck
3: yeah well yeah I, there's a certain jump there in his logic that's just like, what the hell is wrong with you, man?
2: But yeah, no, with Extinction and Arc 2 and the ending cutscene and everything else, it's... Look, like, part of me as well, when the ending cutscene ended, I still wanted to keep playing, but I wanted to actually, like, see if it was possible I could go over to these other arcs. Arc 2, mm mm-hmm. yeah. Arc 2.
1: R2. Uh, um. I I think it was. uh, I haven't said a lot on this topic, but I will say
3: that I think it was a satisfying closing cutscene. To
1: be honest,
3: if you look at it from the perspective of like an old 80s sci fi flick, it's not really set up for a sequel. That's how they all ended. You got this big (laughs) hopeful, everything's going to be fine, and then at the last second. Oh, no! You know the one of the people pulls off the mask turns out they're a robot from the evil corporation all along
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. also there's something else I will mention. it's actually refreshing to hear Helena actually speak yes and like this is probably the first true cutscene where I've actually heard voice acting well they w- mm. they went
3: into i mean they they part of that cutscene was not just in game render uh, in engine rendering part of that was actual cutscene
2: mmm which is something if I do make arc 2 is something I can actually see.
3: My happening. only complaint is if this is set up for arc 2, they have just done setup for what would be an amazing like RPG game, not oh, an yeah. arc game, not not arc,
0: not a multiplayer so... game, but a single player RPG game.
3: You know, mm. it, it, you you've got all these different places all around the world. Each of these uh fall the arcs that landed safely is going to start building its own little country and everything, and eventually they're going to start interacting with each other, and then eventually that one the corruption will start to spread out from the dead one and start to infect the world, and then something will go wrong, and everyone will suddenly have to save themselves. But you have all these different factions, but that's not what an arc two game would actually be.
2: Yeah. I mean, part of me actually believes as well that maybe ARC 2 is a prequel. Mm -hmm. Like, we might see what happens, because we might actually see what happens during the events of, say, way before before they actually initiate.
0: You know, it's true,
3: arc, uh, arc 2. Netflix, make us a series. Get on that.
0: <laughs> so, somebody has uh, mentioned that, saying that this should be turned into a TV show. Well, give us did, a prequel they...
3: movie and a sequel series. That's what I want.
2: Well, we <laughs> did the, uh, was it the live-action adverts uh, mm-hmm. a while ago, which yeah. were... One of them was actually pretty funny. Uh, just seeing the guy throw a spear at Trandon uh something and then get picked up by a Trandon. It's <laughs> basically Ark in a nutshell.
3: <laughs> yeah. So there's no guy above you that starts mocking you and then drops you here <laughs> <You're doing it. laughs> Yeah. <laughs>
2: Getting eaten by an alpha tribe. Indeed. Alright, so uh, let's start
0: uh, concluding our episode. So um one particular Reddit user, Archer Salad, says uh brought up a good point about the Ark Aberer end in versus Extinction and he writes, This isn't a complaint or anything. I'm just incredibly confused why arc Extinction turned out so much more differently than the Aberration Ascension cutscene. In the end of Aberration you see a normal arc, presumably different from our own, and its barrier opens up to show a red and black landscape of what looks like a derelict fortress from old Earth. Since this looks so much like the Extinction City, why in the actual Extension DLC does the
1: Wasteland look nothing like this? Because there's no night. I think just because they hadn't developed it yet. I think that's the honest yeah. answer.
3: No, actually, my, here's my thing. I get that the moon's broke, but the moon actually has nothing to do with night, so why the heck does the sun never go down? Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. And oh, night's nice. so not a the thing player... anymore in this game. Well, it's so all they um, the Gamma thing, man. You know that's my biggest complaint. Yeah. Right? I miss the night, uh, island at night. I, I yes, do actually, no I do want to
2: see what extinction is at night, even if it's, like, pitch black
0: but that's the thing the 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 picture we got at the end of the aberration Ascension cutscene was really awesome and really mm-hmm. gritty and brim uh, dark I'm actually
2: but, i'm a, I'm actually wondering as well maybe the shield that we see is not the shield of sanctuary but rather the shield of the borders of wasteland like I the think red it's pylons. The, I think it's, the, I, think it's, the,
3: I, think it's the, I think it's the collapsing uh, the reason you can go through it is because it's not fully still intact. Because, like I said, this whole plateau used to be sanctuary. Now, sanctuary is just the core fortification city in the center.
2: Yeah, and like if you go past those pylons, that's when you start getting into like the red brimstone fire and lava area. Yeah. And that's so here's why, the you, you can live, why you just blow up. So
0: I just shared a timestamp of uh, the video, the aberration cutscene where it goes to that final shot, just to remind you what. It look what what we thought extinction was going to look like before it actually released
3: from a certain perspective it, uh, other than it being at night it does look fairly similar i mean granted there's no lava flows which would be kind of nice but
1: i'm telling you the only reason it looks different is the dlc hadn't been made yet mm-hmm. actually
3: it's not technically night in this shot it's just the the planets horribly overcast like polluted yeah. overcast. cast but yeah. uh, you know what you know what i'll say i i'd have to really spend some time looking at it but I think the sh- the shield that comes down is the uh, is the um, sunken forest. I think there that whatever biome used to be there, that's the one that you see your la- yourself landing in, and now it's collapsed.
0: Yeah. Mhm. Yep.
3: Which could explain why it temporarily looked so horrible. Was it was in the process of collapsing?
2: <laughs> <laughs> or maybe it's because as soon as you arrived, you used up the last of its power,
3: and then the ground opened up for some reason beneath it.
2: Yeah, and it's basically, your arrival is what caused the Sanctuary, S.H.I.E.L.D. To, and everything else to finally break.
3: Well, I mean, because... there's definitely the fact that the corruption was definitely already here and had been for a yeah. while. But I think, at the l- very least, uh, your arrival might have triggered the collapse of the uh, at least one of the biome areas.
2: Mm-hmm. And it's just like, yeah, you just destroyed an entire ecosystem. Congratulations.
3: Well, it seems to have survived <laughs> just fine in the underground
2: yeah it's
3: true. <laughs> except for the whole dirt face panda monsters,
2: yeah and also gotcha. the uh the beaver apocalypse that uh, they fixed <laughs>
3: that was the coolest video that I've ever awesome. seen from Ark when when, when I saw oh uh, when that happened game to work so I could have experienced it myself
2: like I went down there, it was like just two two frames a second, and it's like no, I can't even run it. <laughs> All right, gentlemen, and Leg Day, uh, overall,
0: is the <laughs> map a good one? Leg like, Day, uh, we absolute. know Californians aren't people.
1: Close enough. Uh,
3: absolutely. <laughs> He's I've, not wrong.
2: I think absolutely, extinction. the Extinction map is wonderful. It's not, I wouldn't really cast it on par with something like Ragnarok, but mm-hmm. as, as far as an official DLC, it is absolutely wonderful.
3: From a strictly design perspective, it is astonishing how uh, just beautiful the whole map is, how well everything works. The Before it stopped working on me, the <laughs> transitioning through one of the hollow fields of the two biomes was one of the coolest effects I'd ever seen.
1: Mm-hmm. Great, uh, it's great. DLC. It's, it's
3: broken right now, but it, it was awesome.
1: I, I really think this is worth the wait. I'd say it's oh, yeah. probably my second or third favorite map. Mm-hmm. So, um,
0: since we've always focused on official PvP the pvp aspect of the game it seems to have uh, affected pvp or will certainly have a major effect on pvp once these servers open up mm-hmm. yeah. where the
1: meta settles when the two-way transfers open up i think is going to be very interesting oh, oh yes yeah.
3: I I I mean I I got to admit it's never gonna be the whole uh, Dino Riders I was sold on, but the idea of mechs marching into war alongside of brontos with giant war castles mm. on the back of them. Mm-hmm. Granted, we don't have turret uh, castle mounts anymore, but if we did, that'd just be an amazing sight to watch. Oh
2: yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I I just see on the modding front, I just see like permanent Titans being available on the vanilla maps. And, oh, just, yeah. and that's going to be chaos in itself when you have like four, <laughs> because you know someone's going to make a tameable King Titan boss and it's like, uh, it's just going to have like four Titans running around on the island, which is already overpopulated <laughs> as is.
0: All right. Uh, like they already answered this earlier, but, uh, was the weight and
2: anticipation for extinction worth it?
3: Yeah. Yeah. Overall, Definitely.
2: Yeah, I definitely think so. I wish I had more time to actually play it, but... Yeah, yeah same here. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> We all,
3: right. all had to go and get lives before the, before this ended.
2: Yeah, Indeed, unfortunately. So,
0: I think it's safe to say we all had the season pass, so we already got it, but uh, the retail price is $20 for the DLC. Is it worth it for people to pay $20 if they just wanted Extinction and for some reason they didn't want to get Scorched Earth and Aberration?
2: Uh... <sighs> Honestly, I'm 50-50 I'm, I'm, on that, honestly, because in Extinction, it has a lot of features of other DLCs.
3: If you don't have the ability to go to uh, Aberration and get the, the engrams, which by the way, still one of my yeah. annoying things is the the fact that there are dinosaurs here, the corrupted dinosaurs and not the regular ones, and then materials to build with, but if you don't own the other DLC and you haven't actually traveled to that map...
2: Yeah, you, like, you can't make any of them. You can gather them all you like, but you just can't Get, uh, make them unless you have someone in your tribe that has a season pass and
1: can make everything for you like the other dlc though i would say that you got to be comfortable with Ark in general at the base game before you into mm-hmm. this because it's not going to make mm-hmm. any sense definitely i
3: i mean even knowing uh, having been out for month uh months when i first loaded onto this map i was entirely overwhelmed with what to do oh yeah i
2: was I was the exact same way it's like where do i go what do i do first and like, it's what do I tame first? Is what I, my initial thought was, and then I got absolutely stomped on by free enforcers.
3: See, I was, uh, I was already, uh, I was making very careful use of my limited jetpack and just trying to get that, uh, uh get the hell out of the, uh, out of the line of fire. Mm,
2: yeah, it's true. Yeah. But no, I, I think extinction as well. Is, it's, it's extinction probably. One of the best DLCs I've played in ARK, mostly because it also tailors to the PvE crowd, which is one Mm -hmm. I'm primarily in. Because with the element veins, the orbital drops, it's a very PvE-focused horde mode. Exactly. And it's like, the fact that you can actually build around these orbital drops, mind you, you have to be really quick to build anything substantial um but like it's it's just fun it's like it's fun that i can actually go out and fight waves of dinos rather than having to rely on a mod which isn't the greatest stability wise (laughs) and oftentimes i mean even extinction has issues with the pbe like you're doing one orbital drop on element vein and you're wondering where all the dinos gone? Oh, they've gotten stuck somewhere. They diagroed and now they're wandering around the map. Yeah, as, which is the same as what happened with some with a horde mode, a horde mod I was trying. And as soon as they got stuck, they just like aggroed, wandered off, and then just you either let them despawn and they die, or you have to go out and find them. And you can't See, I, tell which is which.
3: I was surprised because when I got here, I had. uh i figured out how to take my uh, retirement server and basically upload it as a save file and then rescue my dinosaurs off of it uh, for my <laughs> solo character and i had this really amazing uh reaper king that i was really looking forward to having back even though i wouldn't be uh, you know having the bro fist bonus it's still they're they're freaking reaper kings they're next to invincible mm-hmm.
0: yeah.
3: somehow this thing picked up a thousand extra uh damage percent during the transfer don't ask me how i i do not know <laughs> cheater it had 600 melee when I last played it on uh, on, uh, on the private server. I uploaded it. All the other dinosaurs are completely normal. Just I looked at this one, 1600% uh, melee. Huh. <laughs> well, I guess I won't be able to use this thing as my primary mount, but, you know, it's extinction. It might yeah. be handy. <laughs> okay, let's go. <laughs> I yeah, I, yeah. I made it to round four of uh, one of the orbital drops of that thing.
2: It's like, I I really want to take, um, there was another private so I wish I could download it, but I can't, because we're running on a different cluster, but, uh, I had a Giga, which I bred multiple times, and managed to get the perfect breed on it, to the point where I have it at, like, I think, 250k health, with just over 400% melee damage and max imprinted and like, i can't use it anymore and i'm sad
3: that's that's uh. why i'm not that's why i don't uh, i don't mind that i'm playing on solo because if i can get uh the server data i can uh, upload i know how to up, yeah. i know how to install those as a as a save file so because the
2: thing is as well with extinction extinction is one of the few dlc's where you can actually use giggas giggas are no longer a trophy dino anymore Mm-hmm. You can actually use them for this DLC because fighting corrupted Giggers is important. And having a normal Gigger, because that's the thing. Normal Giggers do spawn on Extinction, as I've found. And they can spawn at a much higher level than the island. Because I actually found one with 120k HP. Yeah, wow. And their normal HP is like 80, normally. As if they go over 100, then they start getting... Like 100k HP. One
0: final question. Will Wildcard finally be focusing on fixing all the inherent problems that have been in this game since most, some of them day one? If they were I'm a competent studio,
3: work. I would say definitely. If I, uh... they were a competent studio. <laughs> I would 50-50,
2: 50/50 for me. I-, I want them to like go back and actually polish the game before they move on to Arc 2, or if they move on to another DLC season, mm. or do anything of that sort, like just polish, finish your game up, call it complete, then move on. But in my other half says, no, they're going to probably just move on to the next project and like divide their team up into a very small chunk where it's going to take years to fully finish arc,
3: Hmm.
2: Like, if they ever do a TLC Pass 3 or whatever, it's probably going to take like five or six years before it comes out. I think there's so many things that
1: that people want still that they're never going to make everybody happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just game, like some of the things we mentioned today about the improvements to Scorched and yeah, I, so unfortunately... I think we're going to go into a, a, a period where they're going to do some minor tweaks here and there, but I wouldn't expect any major changes.
2: Yeah, unfortunately, gamers are extremely hard to please because every year their expectations grow higher and higher and higher.
3: Well, to be fair, other companies are actually you know giving us those expectations. Mm-hmm.
2: So yeah, and it's like. Sometimes you get them, sometimes you don't. And unfortunately, you kind of just have to ride with it.
0: Yeah, sadly, the number of companies that are able to meet those expectations or even exceed expectations sometimes
2: are very few in number now. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised as well if sometimes we're going to get another video game crash because there's so many video game companies out there that are doing so many bad practices and everything else. It's eventually there's just we're just going to get people are just gonna get fed up a bit and mm-hmm. and it's not and it's just gonna be a crash again and like Ark and earth and everything else you gotta reset it all again <laughs> there's gonna be a, a rise
0: of the mid-tier studios once more yeah we kind of started getting that but it's with taking a lot longer studios, than studios yeah yeah all right then so it is time to close out episode 101 of the archaeologist podcast thank you to our participants this week and thank you for listening to us on youtube if you have enjoyed this week's episode feel free to like and share this video and subscribe to the channel you can also leave comments or questions for us in the comment section below goodbye and stay alive survivors later y'all see you later
1: this could be 101 and 102 yeah and we'll Well, be 101
0: and 101 part 2